to you. How good is it to be together on Christmas morning, celebrating the good news of Christmas. Welcome church. Before you sit down, we want to say a special welcome to those. How's it going up there on the mezzanine level? Brand new seating. How's it going up there? Fantastic. We were so blessed. It was finished literally at like five o'clock and our services started at 6.30. So we're giving thanks to God. Those joining us via the link uh, in the chapel as well, those joining us online and we want to wish each other a Merry Christmas. So COVID safe, elbow tap, fist pump, turn those around you. And while you're doing that, kids, kids, we need your help for the next song. Can you come up on the stage here? Safely come up on the stage, kids. We're going to sing Away in a Manger. You can come up on the catwalk. All their steps over on this side as well. But we would love all the kids to come up here on the stage. Don't be shy. We've got some health and safety people to help us as well. Don't miss this opportunity to come up on the catwalk. You might never get an opportunity to do this again the rest of your life. We need lots more kids. Come on up, kids, and join us on the stage here to sing away in a manger. Parents, you can put them on stage. If you want to help us, lift them up and put them on there. Oh, here we go. And you've got to spread out right across the front of the stage here. You've got to spread out right across the front. And we are going to sing away in a manger. You can grab a seat out there. You already have. That's good. Who was up early this morning? Who was up the earliest? What, what time are you up? 4.30. What time are you up? 3.30. 3.30. What time were you up? 5.30. 5.30. Wow. Can we put our hands together for all of our kids here this morning? We love having kids here with us at Bridgman and we're going to sing Away in a Manger. Do you guys know Away in a Manger? Well, good little tip. The, the words hopefully will be on the screen up the back. I hope so because I'll need them as well. But we're going to sing Away in a Manger right now. So the band are going to lead us in this. And you sing along and um, lead us in this beautiful carol, Away in a Manger. Thanks so much, team.
thank the kids for leading us. Kids, you can head back to mum and dad. Just go safely down the catwalk there off the side of the stage. And we are going to all stand together. Make sure you give them a hug too when you get back there. Give them a big hug. Let them know that you love them. Say Merry Christmas. Let's all stand together. We're going to sing verse 3 of this beautiful carol. Be near me, Lord Jesus. Let's sing together. kids one more time. Do they do a fantastic job? You can grab a seat. Those LED sticks look good, by the way. Give me a little wave again so I can see them. Wow, they look fantastic and up the top there as well. Great singing. Every Christmas, we love to be able to give away to bless those in need in our world. And this Christmas, we are giving to the work of Impart. They are working amongst the poorest of the poor in South Asia. We had Jossie Chucko here recently this year to share with us as a church, and we have a partnership with them, and they are doing an amazing work, helping the street cleaners, the beggars, the railway porters, the lowest caste of society, the poorest of the poor, they are helping. They've already distributed over 23,000 emergency food packs because these poorest of the poor, when COVID hit, they were devastated by this. They have no social security backup system. They rely on being able to work and so we want to bless them this Christmas. And our offering, our appeal is going to go directly towards the work of helping them and the amazing work that they are doing. So on that QR code, on the seat in front of you, if you scan that, there's got a way you can give electronically towards that. Or as you leave this morning on the tables, there's some envelopes marked there as well. You can use them. All giving is tax deductible towards this as well. But we are thankful for the opportunity to give out of all that God has blessed us with this Christmas. And so I'm going to pray as we continue in our service together this morning. Let me do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the blessing of the good news of the message of Christmas, that you came to bring hope and life. And Lord, I wanna pray this morning. I wanna pray for some here even today, perhaps, who this is a difficult season, Christmas, because of separation from loved ones, because of other uncertainties that are being faced at the moment, Lord. And I pray you'll be so near to each one, your presence, your love, your peace, I pray. And Lord, we do want to pray for our world this morning as well. We know that the needs right across the world are great, Lord. Some who are suffering, some experiencing war, some the poorest of the poor, Lord. We lift them up before you this morning. And we pray particularly for the work of Empart and this offering. Thank you for the opportunity we have to play a small part in showing your love to our world. And Lord, we do pray this Christmas for your kingdom of peace to reign, Lord. For your kingdom to come in this world, your kingdom of love and light. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. You ready to sing another carol now this morning? Why don't we stand on our feet? We're gonna sing Angels We Have Heard On High. Let's lift our voices, worship our Saviour this morning. Let's sing together. Thanks, team.
fulfillment of the prophet Isaiah's word occurred 730 years later in the birth of Jesus Christ, born to the Virgin Mary, pledged to be married to Joseph. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was expecting a child. Mary had not forgotten the words spoken to her as a virgin by the angel Gabriel. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby born to you will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. Joseph also remembered the words spoken by the Lord's angel when he had discovered Mary was pregnant and planned to divorce her quietly. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The journey to Bethlehem was long and tiring, but this was the place where the Scriptures said that the Messiah would be born. When Joseph and Mary finally arrived in Bethlehem, the town was full and they could not find a place to stay. Instead, they were offered a stable. It was here that Mary gave birth to a baby boy and he was named Emmanuel, God with us. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger. And so the long promised Messiah, Jesus Christ was born the one whose name is Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us.
time you placed yourself here into mine But life is now forever changed Our eyes be lifted up, our great eternal hope arrives This great desire drawn out for me
heard Revelation 3.20 for the first time when I was around eight years old um, at the church um, my family attended when I was growing up. That night, I prayed earnestly to God and I opened the door to my heart and I invited Christ into my life. And I just remember feeling safe and comforted. Um, as a child, I would talk to Jesus all the time and he was a friend to me. Uh, the times when I didn't fit in at school or I was like just an average student, Jesus was there with me always. A few years later, life changed at home. Um, my parents split up and after that, I didn't really go to church very much. Um, sometimes youth group, but not very often. Um, at 15, I moved to Queensland with my mom and her partner and my baby sister. Um, it was during these years that I just began to drift away from God. Um, as time went on, I would just talk to him less and um, I just decided that he wasn't really relevant in my life anymore. As a young adult, I did try to go back to church once, but I made it to the car park and I was just too scared to go in. Um, when I met my husband, Seb, I was pretty comfortable just sitting on the fence when it came to God. But deep down, I did feel like something was missing from my life, like a lack of purpose. When our son Jacob was born 11 years ago and Elijah two years later, um, everything changed. Um, it certainly felt like I had a purpose. My two boys did and still do mean the world to me. Being a parent is an amazing blessing. And I felt like it was not something that I could just be average at. Um, I put really high expectations on myself and I just felt like I was never living up to those expectations. Um, my fear of failing them turned to anxiety and then depression and I ended up seeking help for this. It was a time in my life where I really, I desperately needed God, but I just didn't have the courage to ask, to, to reopen the door and ask for help. Um, but he knew and he had plans for me already. So just over three years ago, I arrived at the car park in Bridgie. I'd love to say that I came here looking for a relationship with God, but honestly, I just came so I could relearn the foundation so I could teach my kids. Um, and with that purpose, I made it past the car park. I just didn't realize the impact it would have on me when I, when I finally made it here. The first time I heard the pastor speak, I was sure it was written just for me. I've heard other people say that, but that's just how it was. I was so emotional. I think I cried through most of the service and it actually continued for a few months. I think it was just a time of much needed healing in my life. Uh, the more I learned about God, the more I wanted to know about Him again. I was finally able to stop pushing Him away and I reopened the door to Him again. I began reading my Bible and praying to God. Not long after the next Alpha course at Bridgie started, I was so nervous, but really excited too. Um, pastors Jody and Dan were just so welcoming and patient. Um, I learned so much about Jesus and history and the Holy Spirit, and I was just in awe. And I realized I was no longer coming for my children, but I was coming for my own relationship with God. Um, it was a time of real exploration, and it was 
exciting and wonderful and it also just felt like I was coming home. I felt like throughout my life God didn't give up on me. He kept calling me back even though for such a long time I didn't even acknowledge him. He was still faithful and I'm just so grateful to be loved so much. Um, even when I didn't think I needed a relationship with him, he gave me the reasons I needed to seek him out and the courage to do so when fear told me not to. He surrounded me with amazing people and he welcomed me into his family. This Christmas is different. I can say that I've never felt at peace as I have this year and I'm just truly blessed to be called a child of God. And I know that it's because Jesus came on that first Christmas and he came to give his life for us so that we could receive the greatest gift of all, um, which is life and hope in him. Well, how good is that, Fiona's story? I think we should put our hands together again. Wasn't that powerful, in fact, just hearing the difference Jesus has made in her life? Uh, my name's Nathan. I'm the senior pastor at Bridgman Baptist, and it's a real joy for me to be able to share with you briefly from God's Word this morning. Uh, earlier in the year, as a family, we decided to do a, a bit of an adventure, a, a trip right up to the tip of Australia, Cape York, five kids in the car, over 6,000 kilometres some people wouldn't call that a holiday, but we had a great time heading up there together. And once you leave Cooktown to head to the top of Australia, there's still another 900 kilometres of corrugated, red, dusty roads all the way up. And we were doing a combination of camping and staying in cabins. And that stretch up to the top, we were camping at roadhouses on the side of this road, hot, humid, um, dusty, all the way up. But I had promised the kids that when we got to the top, don't worry, because at the top, we were going to stay in a luxury air-conditioned cabin. And this was keeping us going at the top there. Even there was even a pool at this Punson Bay camping ground. There was wood-fired pizza, you know, in this remote place. I said, just hang on until we get there. So at the end of a very long day driving, it was about five o'clock in the afternoon, we finally arrived at this Punson Bay campground, ready for our luxury air-conditioned cabin. And so I parked the car, everyone stayed inside, left the air-conditioning running, and I went inside to check in at reception. I went inside and said, hi, my name's Nathan. I'm here to check in to our cabin, the air-conditioned one. And he looked at me a little bit confused, and then he um, began tapping away on his computer, and he looked more confused, and then he began flicking through bits of paper. That's never a good sign when they start doing that. Uh, and then he got back onto his computer and then he looked at me and he said, look, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but he said, well, we actually have you booked in as coming tomorrow, not today. And I was like, oh, that's not good. I said, well, do you have anything else? Do you have another air-conditioned cabin that we can stay in or any cabin? He said, look, I'm really sorry, but he said, we have been turning people away all day. We are completely booked out. I said, what about a campsite? A campsite would be fine. He said, no, not even a campsite. I said, a patch of grass, anywhere. We can put a tent up. He said, nothing. True story. He said, we are completely full. I said, well, what am I gonna do? I mean, this is remote. There's nothing else around. He said, look, all I can offer you, this is a true story. He said, all I can offer you is if you drive two and a half kilometers back down the dirt road, there is a white rag in a tree. He says, at that white rag, you will see a four-wheel drive track going out through the scrub. If you follow that track, you'll eventually come to the beach and you are allowed to camp there. Um, there's no toilets, there's no showers. Be careful of the crocs because we're in croc territory, but you're allowed to camp there. It's okay, you can camp out there. And so I walked back out to the car and broke the good news to my family. They were very excited about what I had to tell them. 
And so we drove back down the dirt road. We found the white rag. We drove this four-wheel drive track through the scrub. And sure enough, we popped out at this beach and we set up camp and I put the tent back as far away from the water as I could. We even got attacked by a swarm of bees. That's another story while we're there. And that night I prayed. I said, Lord, would you please shut the mouths of crocodiles? That's the prayer that I prayed that night. But that experience gave me a fresh appreciation for for the story, the Christmas story, Joseph arriving in Bethlehem, no room for them to stay. And it actually reminded me of the very heart of the message, one of the very specific messages coming through the Christmas story, and that is this, that when Jesus came into this world, he didn't come in comfort and safety, protected or shielded from the trials and sufferings of this world. That's not how he came. But when he came, he actually stepped right into the pain, the suffering, the brokenness of our world. And I love the scripture from John 1, which explains Christmas in this way. Famous passage, it says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And the literal translation of that that phrase, made his dwelling among us, literally means that he tabernacled, literally translated, he tabernacled among us, referring back to God's people after the exodus in the wilderness. God said to them, I want you to put a tent up because there I'm gonna meet with you. I'm gonna make my presence known, the tent of meeting. And so the people of God were able to meet with God, but there was still a distance. There's still a separation between them. They had to follow a whole set of protocols before they could come into God's presence. But when Jesus came in Bethlehem, there was now no longer any distance God came in the flesh. That is how he came. And the phrase, Greek scholars will tell you that that phrase, dwelling, made his dwelling among us, literally means that he pitched his tent among us. That's the literal translation. Jesus came and he pitched his tent among us. And it highlights this truth, the truth of the Christmas message, and that is that Jesus didn't come in comfort and safety, shielded from the suffering of this world. No, he stepped right in to the midst of it because he wanted to reveal his love for us. You know, for many of us, our concept of God is that he is a distant God. That's just our default idea that he is somehow um, separated from all the brokenness and the hurt and the pain of this world. And this season, this year, we've become very familiar with what it means to stay distant from others, haven't we? Social distancing has now become a common phrase. I didn't know what PPE stood for until COVID came, personal protective equipment. And I actually asked one of our amazing frontline healthcare workers here in the church if if they could give me some PPE gear for my talk this morning. And I think we should put our hands together for all of our amazing frontline workers throughout this whole year and continuing. They've done amazing work. And I got my hands on some, and in a moment, I actually have asked someone to come and to model it for us, but I just want to explain, this person is very familiar with PPE PPE equipment. Um, She is a paramedic, and when COVID first hit, um, everyone, you know, was trying to get away from the threat of COVID, but not this person. She actually went right towards it. She actually got on a plane and flew all the way to Cremona in Italy, the very heart of the hotspot of COVID when it first broke out. And she went there to work in a Samaritan's Purse ICU tent in the car park of a hospital um, to be able to care for those, the the most critically ill and the dying. And that person was Liz Perry, and she's here this morning. Liz, come on out here with me for just a moment. Come on, you can do better than that. Look at this. (laughs) 
This is literally what Liz wore from hours on end um, throughout the middle of the night, in fact, wearing PPE. You know, this Liz's story reminded me of the story of Christmas and Jesus coming. Just like Liz, God didn't stay separate from the pain, the heartache, the trials of this world, or even in our own lives, but he actually went towards it. He actually stepped into it just like Liz. He came in. In Matthew 9, in fact, Jesus said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor. He said, said, it's the sick, talking about his mission, why he came. But when Jesus came, there was a difference. There was something more when Jesus came because when Jesus came, he didn't have any PPE gear. And so Liz is gonna gradually take off all this PPE gear because when Jesus came, he didn't have anything to shield him, anything to protect him. In fact, the Bible tells us that when he came, he actually stepped into this world to suffer and to die for us, to actually give his life for us. And I love this other passage which talks about the Christmas message. This is what Philippians 2 says. It says that though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, Jesus gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave. He was born as a human being that first Christmas. When he appeared in human form there in Bethlehem, he humbled himself in obedience to God and he died a criminal's death on a cross. You see, this is why Jesus came. He didn't come just to help us. He actually came into this world to save us, to give his very life for us. And this is really the wonder of the message of Christmas. This is the wonder of the message of Jesus coming into this world. And maybe today you're thinking, well, God, do you know what I'm experiencing? Do you know the heartache and pain? Where are you, God? Then he wants you to know this morning that he has come so near, that he's actually stepped in to give his very life for you. Can we thank Liz so much this morning for helping us? Didn't she do a great job? I want to finish with one last verse this morning, and that is from 1 John chapter 4, verse 9. It says this, again, talking about Christmas. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. And I want you to hear this morning, whether you're watching online or you're here this morning in the chapel, this is ultimately the message of Christmas, why Jesus came. He came to give his life for us and the greatest gift anyone can receive this Christmas, Fiona said it in her story, the greatest gift anyone can receive is the gift of Jesus Christ himself, the gift of life eternal in him, the gift of forgiveness of sins and peace with God. It is this incredible truth, this gift that transforms lives. And you can't earn this gift, you can't pay for it, you can't try and prove your worth to God in some way to get it. In fact, the Bible tells us that to receive this gift, it's a free gift that we need to just come to Him as we are, humbly acknowledge our need of a Saviour, asking Him to forgive us for going our own way, coming to Him in repentance and faith, And then turning to him and asking him to come and 
dwell within us. Emmanuel, God with us to dwell within us by his Holy Spirit. And is this incredible gift that makes all the difference in the world. This is why he came, so that you might know love, joy, peace, and life in him. And so I wanna pray this morning. Let's join our hearts together in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this wonderful message. And Lord, even as we are bowed this morning, we're so aware of your nearness and your presence with us. And I wanna pray now, Lord, for some maybe who have never had this opportunity, place their faith and trust in you. Well, maybe this Christmas morning would be the moment for them. And so as we're bowed in prayer right now, if that's you this morning, you've never had that moment of saying, yes, Jesus, I wanna place my faith and trust in you. Or maybe like Fiona's story this morning, you've been connected with church somewhere in the past, but this morning you're hearing God just calling you back to himself. And I wanna invite you just to pray a simple prayer in your heart. That's how we receive this gift, just by coming to him, praying a simple prayer in your heart and in your mind. So why don't you just make this prayer your own this morning as I pray it now. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for coming into this world that first Christmas. Thank you for coming to give your life for me. I now come to you and ask you to forgive me I place my faith and trust in you and all that you have done for me on the cross. And I now ask you to come into my heart to fill me, to dwell within me by your Holy Spirit. I surrender my life to you this morning and I pray this in Jesus' name. And Lord, I wanna pray for any who have prayed this prayer right now. Bless them, Lord. Fill them with the joy and the hope and the life that is found only in you. And Lord, I wanna pray for each and every one of us, the truth of this message would just dwell within us so deeply this Christmas day, I pray. It would just fill us with worship and praise to you, I ask, and I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning, I'd love to offer you a free gift of our, a Bible gift pack this morning as you leave. We have them available. If you're watching online, you can click on the link in whatever platform you're, you're watching on. There'll be a link there. Just respond to Jesus, find out more about Jesus. I wanna mention our Alpha course as well. Such a great course, Fiona mentioned it. Explores the foundations of the Christian faith. Millions of people around the world have done this and found it so helpful in their own spiritual journey. And even on that QR code on the seat in front of you, you can scan that. There's a link there that says respond to Jesus as well. And if you have a prayer need this Christmas, we would love to pray for you. We are a praying church and prayer changes things. Prayer is powerful. So just email prayer at bridgeman.org.au if you're online or here this morning as well. And we'd love to pray for you. But we wanna worship in response to this good news. We're gonna sing my favourite carol, Oh Holy Night. So why don't we stand on our feet as we sing. Let's worship church with all of our voices, all of our hearts this morning as we lift high our Saviour and King this morning.
Amen, amen. Oh Lord Jesus, we thank You this morning. This message is incredible, Lord. It's the hope of the world. And so we worship You this morning as our Saviour and as our King. We honour You in this place in Jesus' Name. Amen. Well, it's good news, isn't it? And the angel said, it's good news of great joy. This message fills us with joy. And so we wanna celebrate. We've got time for one last carol. We're gonna do um, O Come All Ye Faithful. Show me those LED sticks, still got them there. This is your chance to celebrate. There's plenty of space here. So if you wanna have a little dance around this morning, this is part of our worship for our Saviour this morning. You can do that, clap along. But let's lift our voices. We're gonna sing, O Come All Ye Faithful. Let's sing together, church. Let's worship Him.
just want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Thanks so much for sharing with us, those online as well. I'm praying God's blessing for you all this Christmas. And can we thank the team so much for leading us over six services, all of our tech team as well. You can thank them, a whole team out the back, all of our hosts. So good. But God bless you. We are exiting out through the side doors as well, just to remind you. And if you want to use those envelopes for our Christmas appeal, you're welcome to do that. God bless you. We look forward to sharing with you soon. Can take home those LED sticks. Parents, just be aware they have the little batteries in them, so just be careful with those as well. But you're welcome to take them, kids, this morning.